And if you analyze right now the landscape of how cloud has been adopted in Latin America, you will see like a lot of a different maturity levels. In Brazil, I can I can really see, you know, the cloud first mindset. How can I use, how can I leverage the public cloud or the cloud, private cloud, or the cloud is really basically the top of mind for them. But when we go to other countries in Latin America, because I don't know, we have uh, more than 20 countries in Latin America, right? So when we go to other countries, you will see a different adoption level in each country, right? So you have, for instance, Mexico and Colombia, where yet there are like a lot of opportunity to migrate to the cloud, to get all the elasticity, reliability, and advantages of a consumption-based model. And then you have like Chile that is basically in between Mexico and Colombia and Brazil, these different maturity levels creates a scenario where, you know, companies are not only fighting to innovate, but as well taking advantage of what cloud can bring to the table. Well, welcome back to Cloud Talk. Now, today I'm joined by seasoned technology executive Rodrigo Martinelli. Now, Rodrigo looks after all things in Latin America for Rackspace and is here today to help launch a new Spanish language podcast called Multinube al Extremo, multi-cloud to the extreme. Now, all future episodes are going to be in Spanish, native language Spanish, talking about the intricacies and nuances of digital transformation in Latin America. All right, without any further ado, Let's get into this first episode of Multinube Alextremo with Rodrigo Martinelli. The line between application and infrastructure is virtually invisible in these modern apps. The kind of thing that a global computing fabric with immense resilience and scale can deliver without even breaking a sweat. That's really what the promise of the cloud's always been. It's all focused on the business objectives. That's where we craft the plan. In the tech world, we like to celebrate the lone genius, but I'm just going to tell you right now, they're just the convenient face as founders to focus on. Welcome to Cloud Talk. Here's your host, Jeff Deverter. Well, as I mentioned before, digital transformation is not a process or an activity that's confined to any specific border. In fact, the cloud has made it a ubiquitous activity happening all throughout the world. Now, Rodrigo's here to help us understand, well, the process, the evolution, and even maybe some of the nuances of what's happening in Latin America. Rodrigo, welcome to the program. Thank you, Jeff. I'm so, I'm so glad to be here with you and talk about uh, this wonderful technology, right? Yeah, and this is a pretty exciting time, too, because we are kicking off a brand new podcast for you. Yeah, absolutely. We are kicking off the Multinuberal Extremo, a podcast designed for our Latin America region, and I'm so excited about that. Uh, it's incredible. You know, we, uh, we're we doing this, of course, in English, and that's just so we can make sure that it gets as wide as possible with this, this announcement, which is incredible. Uh, but this will be a sp- not just geared for uh, the Latin American audience, but in Spanish as well. Absolutely. So did you know that Spanish is one of the most spoken languages all over the world? 
I actually did know that. It's a uh, an amazing language at that. And uh, but it wasn't your first language, was it? No, no, no. My first language is Portuguese. So I'm Brazilian American, and uh, I was born in São Paulo. You know, like uh, quite a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> You'd never know it by looking at you. Good. Well, you've, you've had a really interesting career in dealing with technology. Well, it's it's nothing new. You know, I was a little little LinkedIn stalking earlier. Noticed that you know, as as most of us have several stops, but there was one really long time that you spent over it at HP. Why don't you tell yeah. tell me a little bit about that time? Uh, absolutely, Jeff. So yeah, uh, I started at you know, like HP is a great company, and I had the pleasure to start as an intern for EDS, right? Uh, and I spent 18 years among EDS, Compaq, and HP. You know, I was acquired, I was merged, everything happened during these 18 years. And, uh, you know, I had uh, like a, a very uh, a versed, well, I, uh, um, I had a well-versed career there, you know, in many areas and, uh, you know, sales, in fact, Jeff, I don't know if you recall that, but, you know, I started to work with uh, the alpha system at uh, digital, right? So really? Now you're going to date yourself. Yeah, well, just a bit, right? But, uh, yeah, I started with alphas, and, uh, and I was the very first uh, technician to support nonstop kernel, a tandem uh, a technology in Latin America. Can you believe that? No. So, yeah, it's a, it's a way, way back. But these systems were amazing and were the first, the pioneer systems to uh, support mobile phones in Brazil. So, mm-hmm. and then, you know, I was evolving as the technology evolved, you know, in all these uh, decades, I was evolving as well. And uh, I started to take leadership roles. I had the privilege to to leave, to be expat and live in Mexico and Argentina as well. So where I did learn mm-hmm. Spanish. And, uh, and you know, and, and then in 2013, I, I did something very cool. I brought a virtual private cloud, you know, in the beginning of cloud yeah. to Latin America. We created a core in Brazil. Okay. And that same year... I had a big move and I moved my, my family to the United States where I took a global role at HP responsible for the go-to-market about hardware, software, and services. So the number one challenge of HP was to sell all these together. And, uh, and I did travel all over the globe, you know, leading a great team, selling this, uh, uh, this combination to our clients. So well, imagine well, a, couple, a couple questions about that though. So, so this is in 2013. And, and so I think the first question I'd like to ask is what was, what were some of the, you already mentioned mobile phones, but what were some of the, the primary use cases that, that folks in Latin America were utilizing this private cloud that you brought, that you brought down there at that time? So they were, uh, they were very afraid to be quite frank with you, because at that time we were starting with the private cloud concept, you know, with the evolution of a traditional environment to a private one. You know, I had to take, there, there are some funny facts. I had to take some clients to the data center 
and say, hey, here's your cloud. And they were likely, whoa, I can see where my cloud is, right? So that's very funny, right? But I think that at that time, they started to put more like a third, third grade systems, third grade data into the cloud just to test, just to understand, you know, how it works, how is the provisioning, how long it takes. At that time, Jeff, I think the number one challenge of all companies was the lead time, the commissioning time of new servers. And that core was helping expedite that provisioning time. Of course, as clouds evolves, new needs are coming up, and now we are in a completely different position. But at that time, the number one concern was how can I get better speed to market because the commissioning times were high, and uh, is this reliable or not? And yeah. I think you know, that's it's interesting. What Interesting the, the the parallels, and I think about you know it's time to market in applications. It's how how can you quickly get out and capture market share, keep your customer delighted. You know if you go back even to the beginning of the traditional managed hosting um, era, you know in that case it was the exact same thing. You know that most companies at this point enterprises, you know it was it was fourteen weeks before you could get a server let alone get it into a rack, let alone get your applications on it. And along comes managed hosting and in 14 days you can get a server. We would laugh, you and I would laugh today at, at 14 days to get a server. Um, but, you know, back in, in 2000, 2005, that was pretty impressive. And, Absolutely. And, uh, you know, but that whole thing was set on the fact that you can get your server faster, which enables your business to move faster. And that really is the crux of even you think about everything happening in cloud today, how can this new cloud thing, whatever the service is or capability, help you capture more market share, solve problems faster, and, and ultimately be a stronger business? Absolutely. And uh, and I think, you know, like at that time, you know, everybody, everybody was trying to understand. And I'll be honest with you, even us, we built, you know, like this core, we built these capabilities, but we were very interested to understand where the clients were going to use our technology. You know, this was a big question mark. And, uh, and, and I think uh, as the time passes and the technology evolves, like you said, you know, uh, uh, the, ch- the challenges changes as well, right? So, and we have new challenges, right? Well, yeah, the challenge is 100% change. And what that's caused, we've seen this and talked about it on other episodes of Cloud Talk. And we do it with every customer, it seems, uh, throughout the day. And that is, you know, in 2005 or even in 13, when you were, you know, deploying the core, you know, we were solving IT-centric problems so that IT could help enable the business at some larger sort of level. But as as the cloud has become more ubiquitous and a credit card can be swiped and services consumed in near real time, IT's you know, remit is now way out and embedded deep inside of the business. And they're working hand in hand as technology evolves, as the challenges evolve. And it sounds like there's nothing different in that context between what we do in North America or what's happening down in Latin America. Uh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And if you analyze right now the landscape of how cloud has been adopted in Latin America, you will see like a, a lot of a different maturity levels. For instance, 
in Brazil, I can, I can really see, you know, the cloud first mindset. Hey, you know, I have a problem. I have a new platform. I have a new offering right now. What I do is, Hey, let me, let me see, you know, how can I use, how can I leverage the public cloud or the cloud, private cloud, or the cloud is really basically top of mind for them. Let's do the, in the cloud. If I can't, then I move to the other, you know, other technologies or other models, right? But when we go to other countries in Latin America, because I don't know, we have uh, more than 20 countries in Latin America, right? So when we go to other countries, you will see a different motion, you know, a different adoption, a different, a different adoption level in each country, right? So you have, for instance, Mexico and Colombia, where yet there are like a lot of opportunity to migrate to the cloud, to get all the elasticity, reliability, and advantages of a consumption-based model for, you know, for your data, for your business. And then you have like a Chile that is basically in between Mexico and Colombia and Brazil. So this difference, you know, these different maturity levels creates a scenario where, you know, companies are not only fighting to innovate, but as well taking advantage of what cloud can bring to the table. Makes sense? It totally makes sense. And so many other challenges too. I mean, the geography that you have to trans, you know, the transport all that, all the bits and bytes through as well. I mean, you talk about going from Mexico to, to Brazil. I mean, that is, that is not a short hop. No, absolutely not. And, and, you know, and uh, there's like a lot of investments creating, you know, like a better, you know, data centers and, uh, decreasing the latency of, uh, you know, the communications, because this was another big thing, right? So when we compare, and you, I think you recall clearly, you know, because after the public cloud coming, we have the hybrid cloud, you know, like how we move to the hybrid cloud. There was like a, a big thing about, hey, how can I leverage private cloud at most and uh, now with everybody making billion of dollar investments, uh, billions of dollars investments in Latin America, you know, everything is getting better. Everything is getting more like a suitable for the businesses to adopt and uh, put their data over the clouds, you know, and I think that is really bringing innovation and accelerating even more the business transformation for Latin America. That's amazing. And Latin America has so much, uh, is already so engaged in the world stage as a, as an exporter, as an importer. And so it's already so connected globally. It's great that, um, that it's, it's now advancing so much faster in the digital age. And that's only going to help those countries, you know, be more competitive, be more prosperous and, uh, and be leaders on the global stage. Yeah, and, and there is another point, right? So you have a places in Latin America that are very, you know, expensive, right? So like Mexico City, you know, like a, one of this city is like incredible, big, very popular city. And then what's going on there is, hey, the price of a data center, the price of, a, you know, like a facility for you to put your data, it's sky high. So, and, and there's, there's, there are limits, 
right? So several companies are getting to their last, you know, the last server. You know, they can't they can add more capacity. And there is where, you know, they need a partner. They need a partner to understand how to design the cloud journey, you know, how to prepare, migrate, because, you know, there are different workloads. And those workloads sometimes can be moved to the, to the public cloud, like right now. Others need some sort of a fine tuning, you know, they need some tweaks, refactoring, or things like that. And others, maybe because regulations can't be moved. So, you know, this landscape requires some sort of knowledge. And there is where the multi-cloud concept comes to fruition, right? So understanding, you know, like that there are alternatives in the market that you can leverage, that maybe, you know, it's just not one public cloud, but a combination of multiple public clouds technology, or even, you know, private and public cloud. So I think it's an evolution of the hybrid model because the hybrid model originally was only the traditional and the, the cloud, right? So the multi-cloud is even bigger and even more uh, uh, fancy, I think. What do you think? I do. And it sounds like also there's a, a huge component. Like if I think about it in North America and these decisions that are made around which cloud do I go to or do I run in public or do I run in private? And, and while there's a financial component to it, oftentimes there's more a capability component. But it sounds like, especially down in Latin America, that that financial component plays a much larger role simply because of the expense of some of the real estate where these things reside. And probably also a larger um, forcing function that data centers that companies are in in, say, Mexico City, to use your example – you know, you're you, you've got the last server at the highest rack in the in the tallest part of the building, and there's just no more room. Uh, you know, we see a lot of transformation to the cloud through M and A or data centers closing, but but in Mexico, it sounds like maybe they're just filling up. Yes, and and that's a, a real problem. That's a real. You know, I would even say that's a time bomb because it's happening right. So companies are growing. And, uh, and, and imagine, you know, like in a situation like uh, we are, and I hope, you know, this is going the pandemic, right? So many companies had the, their data in traditional models, right? So they were still spending millions of dollars, maybe even more, you know, with infrastructure to just leave the lights on and, uh, and no, no much, you know, uh, uh, work there because of the pandemic. But now, you know, when things start to pick it up, you know, those that are really, you know, in the cloud saved money during the pandemic. And now this model will be much more aligned with their business. And I think this is genius, right? So the ability for you to spend IT budget pretty much tight with your business, I think it's genius. Well, it is the, the, the elusive thing that all companies kind of chase as they think about not just moving to the cloud, but modernizing in the cloud, getting to utilizing uh, transactional-based services. You know, transactional-based services, you know, you're only, you're only paying when the, 
when the process runs, which is fantastic. So if you're in an environment where, you know, business is down, say you're retail and you just don't have anything going through point of sale, you know, you don't have to pay for the servers sit around, sitting around doing nothing. So what a compelling event. That is definitely something we've seen as a global challenge through the past year in the pandemic, especially, you know, early in the earlier days, uh, in the first half of the year, I would say last year, you know, and the other thing that I think that the, that the public cloud, specifically the hyperscalers and large data center providers, you know, they just do them extraordinarily well. And it takes so few humans to run those that it becomes not just uh, a more economical way to run it, but a really a safer way for, to, to run computing just because it takes less people. It's a very efficient model, right? But I think one of the things that I wanted to, to listen, you know, like your thoughts is, in the beginning, the number one cloud reason for you to move your workload was the elasticity, right? So the ability to go above the by, above the baseline and under the baseline, and I know you know, like uh, the elasticity was something that was really part of the decision making to move to the cloud. But right now, I think what you just told is exactly the reason the business model. You know, like the ability for you to pay only the read and writes, only the transactions makes a total difference in the businesses everywhere. And that's not different than America, because as you know, we are still facing big challenges of COVID, you know, in our countries, you know, in Mexico and Colombia and Brazil, still there are like a lot of, uh, a lot to go in terms of where the society needs to go to get very normal levels or the new normal. But the fact that right now that our new business models makes total difference for the businesses. And I think this is a big win. I'm so glad that you said business model because it's the big thing that we've learned over the past years is, you know, you go back to the beginning of our careers and IT had a budget and they were off to, you know, spend that wisely, but it was a pretty, pretty basic model. You had, had servers, you had a place to put them and you had people to run them. But in this new world of, of compute and on-demand um, capability, companies now have the ability to think about, you know, do they want to pay monthly? Do they want to pay annually? Do they want on-demand services? Do they want dedicated compute stuff? And that goes into not just what are the technical requirements, but what works best for the organization itself. How can, how can they best leverage that elasticity, that flexibility that's inherent in the cloud model to their best advantage? Because all of those companies will adapt in how they, how they transact to the way that works best for the customer. Some people, Jeff, would, would think there is like a commoditization of the technology, but I don't think that way. I think it's abundance, it's availability. It's not that this, it's becoming commodity, but it's becoming a specialty. You know, if you go to the hyperscalers homepages and see the, the vast quantity of technologies, cutting edge technologies available, you know, it's not a commodity and it is like a specialty. You need to understand exactly what is available and how to converge maybe a couple of technologies from one provider to another 
or even, you know, make a combination of the private cloud with other public cloud technologies and creating the solution. It's not a commodity. It's abundancy, but requires specialty, requires expertise. And I understand that, you know, in an era where budgets are very short, you need to innovate. And there is a big chance, a big uh, opportunity for us to innovate through the technology that is available, you know, uh, through the cloud, yeah. through the multi-cloud journey. So, Rodrigo, we've talked uh, on many occasions, and, and you know that the audience for Cloud Talk tends to be IT decision makers, wherever they may fall within the organization. And you, as somebody who is in charge of this, the, the, the sales through a partner, Rackspace, to all of these countries in Latin America, 20-some countries in Latin America, you know, now I would, I would like you to give them some advice so this isn't from the position of somebody who has something to sell. This is in the position of somebody who's been in the industry for a long time and has seen it done right and has seen it been challenged. So as you are now going to talk to these business decision makers, especially in Latin America, how can you best educate them? What are the right questions they need to ask of a partner? I think we've convinced them they need a partner, whoever they may find. But let's try to educate them a little here. Tell, is, is, what's unique about Latin America or how can you coach them in how to best shop for and find a partner? I think the, that's a great, great point, And I appreciate that, Jeff. So I think the number one thing is, you know, sometimes we think one or another provider has the best solution for our problem. And I think uh, question that. Maybe, you know, it's not A or B or a combination of A plus B. I think that is like one of the things that I've seen. The second thing is uh, understand and put in the center of every single discussion your business challenges. It's not about the technology. The technology is here to solve your challenges, solve what it is, you know, maybe impacting your business or not letting your business to grow faster. It is about your business. It is not about the technology. And number three, I think the investment that all the companies that are providing services in Latin America are incredible. We have billions of dollars being invested in Latin America. So take advantage, understand how your environment can benefit from not only the elasticity of the cloud, but for the innovative business models that you can have with the cloud, right? So it is more than just, hey, this platform or this workload, but the holistic view about your business, your data, and how you merge both and how this whole equation can benefit from the cloud, from the multi-cloud concept, that, that's what makes the difference. And that's where every single business in Latin America should start. Think about this, how you can take ultimate advantage of this, you know, of the multi-cloud concept. I hope, I hope this helps. Oh, and I think it's great. And I think the one thing I would kind of tag on to there might be to not expect this to be like the migrations of old, where you might go from data center 
you know, one to data center two or from VMware X to VMware Y. When adopting cloud-based technologies, you're adopting now a lifestyle of capability that evolves underneath your feet that allows you to now ask questions of your data that you weren't possible before, ask things of your technologists and your business folks that, that you couldn't do before to be able to then go consume it. Because once you're in, you can now start to go deeper and deeper. But your point is perfect. And I love it so much. And that's where you say, it's about you. It's about your data. It's not about the cloud product. It's not about the service. It's what can it do for your own business? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll ask you one more question, though, and it's going to rewind the clock in the process just a little farther, because in one of our talks before, you mentioned that, you know, by and large, maybe not all businesses in Latin America are as far along as maybe some in North America or other parts of the world. So let's speak to those companies at the very beginning of that process. What advice do you have for them as they consider what do they do as they leave a data center, as they choose a provider? What are they going to do? What's your initial advice to them? So I think the number one thing, I, I think two things real straight, right? Number one thing, they need to find a trusted advisor, someone that can really get them through the journey. doesn't matter where the journey they are, right? So, but let's talk about the beginning, right? So you need, you have, you have to have a trusted advisor that will take you through the journey. And the number two is don't buy the thing that you don't have a budget. Budget can be created, you know, because uh, the evolution of where we are right now didn't happen, you know, like in a year to another. We are talking about this and evolving like for, for virtual machines for a long time. So you may have ready to cloud, let's put that way ready to cloud workloads that can be migrated right now from your data center to a public cloud. And that savings can fulfill refactoring, redesigning, and even new application developments to migrate more. So don't buy it. Oh, I don't have the budget. You know, the way that, the, that we have the technology, the way that we have the business models today Definitely, you know, you can create the budget if you take the right decisions. And to take the right decisions, we go back to point number one. Have a trusted advisor that will help you during the whole journey. This is a big thing because some companies, some providers are very special, but in just one part of the journey. You need to have somebody that really knows the journey end to end. And I think that is going to make the difference for your business. So that's great advice. But all of this comes, you know, we're having this conversation because you have a focus and a passion for seeing digital transformation and growth and maturing in technology in Latin America. And this podcast now exists for, uh, for carrying that message down into Latin America. Why was it important for you? Because it was very important for you that it be truly uh, native to Latin America. So it'll be Spanish. This, this first one, of course, English, because that's all I can do. But, uh, but your dedication to, to being, being um, Latin American native, we'll call it. Well, I have to tell you something, Jeff. We deserve it, right? So we are a very fun region. And, uh, you know, and I think uh, 
we deserve it. We deserve content in our language. You know, Spanish, uh, you know, but Brazil and a couple other countries is the predominant language in Latin America. And I think uh, everybody in the region will appreciate that we are creating content for them in their native language because business is so diverse. Although we, we have, like, like I said, predominant Spanish-speaking countries, countries are different. They have a different needs. Industries are there, you know, trying to, to increase their profits, grow, expand, export their products. And if we can bring knowledge, global knowledge, global case, global cases, studies and information in native language for them, this is what is going to make the difference. And that's why I'm so passionate about this project, so passionate about Multinubal al Extremo, because this is going to make the difference in the in the CXO levels, in the IT people, and primarily the business people, because we are going to bring content to help them understand how they can take full advantage of the multi-cloud concept. Well, you know, the this is also part of Cloud Talk, which is our English uh, version of this. And uh, of course, all of this is hosted at Solve. And Solve's mission is to help companies with their path forward and making decisions about technology. And we couldn't be more excited to be behind you and helping support, making sure that this amazing content is as accessible. And I love the way you put it, because, because you deserve it. And Latin America does deserve it for it to be in, in the native language. So best of luck to, to you and the team that's putting this together. Uh, we're excited to be behind it and so grateful you were on the program today. No, it's my pleasure, Jeff. And uh, so glad that we are working together and uh, making sure that we bring quality content for our region. So that's amazing. So thank you so much for your support on this. This has been Cloud Talk. You can find Cloud Talk wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And be sure to check out more content from Rackspace Solve at solve.rackspace.com. Well, best of luck to you, Rodrigo, and the entire LATAM team on the success of this new podcast. Now, speaking of success, I'm incredibly excited to announce that Solve, you know, that's the program here at Rackspace that's our platform for all things thought leadership. We've won some awards. The first is the best branded content site for B2B from Digiday. And they've also awarded us the best B2B branded podcast of 2020. I am so excited that Cloud Talk has been honored with this award. Now, I've got to say thank you to a ton of people who have helped in bringing this into reality and creating it on a week-to-week basis. There's Heather Ferguson, Ali Hayes, Debbie Talley, Danielle Kishnick, and of course, the support of our CMO, Zarina Stanford. Thank you all for your help and your support in making this a reality. And everyone, I really hope that you've enjoyed all of these podcast episodes over the past, well, season and a half at this point. Now, if you are enjoying it, I want to encourage you, if you haven't already, to subscribe to Cloud Talk wherever you find podcasts. Maybe 
and share it with a colleague or a friend. And we'll always accept one of those five-star reviews. They really do make a difference. Okay, everyone, thank you so much for being here. And I've saved the biggest thank you for last, and that's to Dell Technologies. You see, Dell is the sponsor of all things Solve here at Rackspace. So Dell, without you, this wouldn't have been possible.